The Christian Bro Code Podcast, episode number 13. All you need is love, bro. Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Mario Escobedo. Thanks for tuning in to the Christian Bro Code Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth. I want you to take what you hear from these podcasts and use this to advance from where you are to where God wants you to be. And let me tell you something, bro, where God wants you to be is always better than where you are right now. Now, this episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast is being recorded in two formats. If you're listening to the podcast, then I want you to know that this is also available as a YouTube video at the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. There's a link in the show notes of the podcast that will take you to the video version of this teaching. I don't know, maybe you're better as a visual learner. Maybe you just want to see my handsome face. Wait a minute. That's awkward, right? That that's that violates the Christian bro code. That's like flag on the play, right? Red card, timeout. I take that back. Pack. I, I take that back. Let's just say you're a visual learner. You prefer to 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 watch while you learn. So it, it whatever. It's available as a YouTube video. Check out the link in the show notes. But if you're watching this on YouTube, I can see you right now. I know you're watching me. I can see you. If you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish this were more portable. I wish I could listen to this while I'm cutting the grass or uh, washing my car or waiting for my kids at soccer practice. Then there's a link in the description of this video that will take you to the podcast so you can get it uh, and listen to it in a more portable format. You can also find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those places where you get podcasts. Check it out there so that you can have it in a more portable format. All right, enough of that. Let's move into this episode's big idea. All right, the big idea for this episode, it's in the title, All You Need Is Love, Bro. Now, I want to start off with a story. So a few years ago, my wife uh, wanted to take a beach vacation. My wife loves going to the beach. Part of it is because when she grew up, her dad took her to the beach all the time. She loves going to the beach. So we went to the beach and we got there. We put all of our stuff down, put our, our blankets and our ice chest and our cooler and just everything for a great day at the beach. We, we set our, our spot, right? And so my girls were a lot smaller. They were about six, I don't know, six, five years old, somewhere around there. And so I told my wife, hey, I'm going to get into the water first just to check it out, make sure everything's okay, there aren't any holes, or just, you know, doing what a bro does, right? So from where we were set up at the beach, I just walk in a straight line from where we were straight into the water, straight into the ocean. And I'm there, I'm there, I'm just, I'm playing in the water, you know, I'm just, you know, checking everything out and I'm jumping and I'm diving and I'm doing all these cool back flips and front flips and super somersaults and all that kind of, you know, you know, the stuff you do as a bro when you're at the ocean. And then after about 10 minutes, I look up and I look straight back out where our, our little spot was and my wife, my daughters and all of our stuff, everything was gone and I freaked out. So right there from where I was, right there from in the water, I just walked straight back out in a straight line, back out onto the beach where I had left them, right? Left everything. And, and I'm just there like, what in the world happened? Did somebody take them? Did, did one of them get sick? Some, maybe they got stung by something and my wife had to take them to the emergency. I, I mean, what happened? Where are they? And I'm freaking out, right? I'm just mm, freaking out. And then, and then I just casually just kind of glance up the beach a little bit and wouldn't you know it? There they were. There was my wife, my daughter, and all of our stuff. And I, for a moment, I, I get upset. And I'm like, why did she move? I mean, 
this this made me freak out. Why did she move all of our stuff? So I start making my way over there. I'm kicking sand and I'm I'm knocking stuff over and I'm punching people as I'm walking. I'm mad, right? I'm mad. I'm the man. I'm the bro. And I'm going over there and I get to where I where she was and I look I look down. She's sitting down on the beach and I say, "Why did you move? I mean, you freaked me out." I got really scared. Why did you move? And she's looking up at me and she's kind of, I, I know I, I can read her mind. She's like, what in the world are you talking about? And then so she actually asks me, what in the world are you talking about? And I said, look, when I went into the water, you were over there. I looked up and you weren't there anymore. And then I come out into the beach and I see that you moved over here. Why did you move our stuff? I mean, you really freaked me out. And she's just looking at me. And there's this look on her face. I, I can see it. It's like two emotions that, that are going, two thoughts that are going through her mind as she's looking at me. Number one, she's totally confused. But the other thing that she's thinking is this. You're not the smartest bro around, are you? And so we finally figured out, or rather I figured, I think she knew from the beginning, I finally figured out that what had happened was this. If you've ever been in the ocean, if you've ever been in the water, at the beach, you know that this happens. You're in there, and the waves and the movement and the tide of the water it moves you. Like, I'm not talking emotionally, like, oh, I'm so moved. I'm talking like it literally moves you from one spot to another. And if you're not paying attention, it, it like the, the waves, they just, they'll, they'll move you and they can move you without you even knowing it. And they can move you a lot without you even knowing it. And that's what happened with me. I had gone into one spot in the water and because I wasn't paying attention and just trying to hold my ground, the water, the waves just moved me 50 feet in another direction. So, when I finally looked up and started looking around, I didn't even realize that the water had moved me, that the waves had moved me. I was in a completely different spot from where I had started, and I wasn't where I wanted to be, and I got there not by my choice. It just, it just, it just happened. And, and I'm starting with this story because I want to ask you this question. Do you feel as if your marriage has drifted? See, because that's what happened to me. Without me knowing it, the waves were just moving me, and I drifted from where I was to a spot where I didn't want to be and I didn't intend on being. Do you feel as if your marriage has drifted? That, that you, you've woken up, I don't know how long you've been married, but you, you wake up and, and you kind of think to yourself, my marriage isn't where I want it to be. My marriage isn't where it was when we started this journey of marriage. I don't even know how I got here. I, how in the world did I end up here in my marriage? How, how did we get here? We did, how did this happen? You drifted. You, di you didn't even realize it, but, but you drifted. And so look, when you're in the ocean, when you're in the water, the, the waves and the force of the water, that, that's what causes you to, to drift, right? That's what takes you. And in life, it's very similar. Just the things that happen in life, the things that take place in life, kids, finances, work, problems at home, all these, all these things that happen, that stuff is enough to cause your marriage to begin to drift. I mean, do, do you ever feel depressed because your marriage isn't like how it was when you first got married? Like, like it's, just, it's just not there anymore? Or maybe you haven't been married that long, right? Maybe you're a bro who's been married for, I don't know, two, three, four, five years, something like that. And, and you haven't been married that long, but you see other marriages, maybe your parents, your in-laws, friends, other relatives, neighbors, coworkers, right? And, and you see just how much their marriage has drifted and how much they hate being married and how much they complain about being married. And you kind of think to yourself, man, is, like, is that where I'm headed? Like, is that, what, is that what's in store for me and my marriage? Is it just a fact of life? 
that marriages drift? Maybe you're thinking that, right? I don't, I don't know where you are. You might be that younger bro, hasn't been married for too long, and you're worried because of what you've seen in others. You're starting to worry, is my marriage going to drift? Or maybe you're a bro who's been married longer, and you're thinking, yeah, my marriage has drifted. We're at a place where I don't even know. I don't even know how we ended up here, but but we're, we're here. We, we've drifted. And here, here's the thing. Marriages can drift. And they'll drift because you don't plan. That, that's the problem. The problem is that, that when you don't plan to invest into your marriage, your marriage is going to drift. And, and one day you're going to wake up, or maybe that day has already happened for you, when you realize that you're not where you want to be in your marriage, where your wife wants to be, where the two of you want to be. You're, you're just, you're not there. Your marriage has drifted. And it's drifted because you haven't been paying attention. Because you've let the waves of life just kind of take you and toss you, and you have drifted. Here's what you need to know. There's no such thing as a cruise control marriage. There's no such thing as an autopilot marriage. You know, when the minister put that ring onto your finger and put the ring onto your wife's finger, he wasn't engaging cruise control. You know, he wasn't flipping the switch for autopilot. That's not what was happening when, when, when you got married, this ring, that your, your, your marriage band, has no special powers. It's not a cruise control. It's not an autopilot switch. There's no such thing as a cruise control or an autopilot marriage. And if you don't give your marriage the attention that it needs, it's going to drift. Maybe in your case, it already has. So here's the question I want to deal with uh, in, in this episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast and in this segment of The Big Idea. What can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? What can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? And maybe you've, you've already realized that your marriage has drifted. What can I do to get my marriage back on track? What can I do to get my marriage back on track? And here's, here's the short answer, right? Here's, here's the short answer. It's in the title, All You Need Is Love, but I want to expand on that a little bit. Here's the short answer to the question, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? Here's a short answer. Show love frequently and visibly. Now, since we're talking about marriage, understand that I mean that you're showing love to your wife, but the answer to the question, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting, you need to show love frequently and visibly. Now, let me issue a disclaimer here. I'm sharing this stuff with you not because I've got it all figured out. I'm sharing this stuff because I'm working on it, because, because it was one of these things that I say, man, I really wish someone would give a teaching or help me figure out how to keep my marriage from drifting. And it was kind of one of the things like, well, why don't I do it, right? Why, why don't I start, why don't I present something or produce something that I'm trying to find out the answer to? So I, I'm, I'm not doing it because I'm figuring it. I've already got it figured out. I'm doing it because I'm working alongside with you. I'm trying to figure this out just as much as you are. So the answer, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? The short answer is show love frequently and visibly. Now, I want to tackle that first part, show love frequently. And I'm going to use some scripture for this, all right? Because this is the Christian Bro Code podcast. So I'm going to use some scripture for this to answer that question or to uh, unpack that question. The answer, rather, show love frequently. Why do you need to show love frequently? Well, basically, it comes down to this. There's not a whole lot of time to waste, okay? I don't want to alarm you. I mean, don't, don't go get your bug out kit or anything like that, but the end of the world is near. Do you realize that? Like, the world is coming to an end. Chicken Little was right. The sky is falling. The world is coming 
to an end. And that's biblical. Now, we don't know when, we don't know the details, we don't know the time, don't know the day, don't know the hour, I'm not going to get into that. But what we do know from the Bible is that the world is going to end. In fact, I want to point you to two passages, one in Peter, one in Paul. 1 Peter chapter 4, and then we'll look at Romans 13. And basically, they're saying the same thing, the world's about to end, all right? The world's going to end. Look at what 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says. This is Peter talking, the apostle Peter, and he says this, the end of all things is near. What's he talking about? The end of the world. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Now, that makes sense, right? If the end of the world is near, then I should want to pray. I should strive to pray so that so that I know what to do when the end of the world is coming, you know? I should pray. But it's very interesting, because in the very next verse, verse 8, Peter just said, the end of the world is coming, pray. But then in verse 8, look at how verse 8 starts. It starts by saying this, above all. And when you read that above all, Peter is saying, now there's something more important even than prayer. Whoa, that's heavy, right? That's almost heretical. But no, that's Peter talking. He says, the end of the world is near, Start praying, but then in verse 8, oh, but there's something more important. Above all, there's something more important than praying. Look at what he says in verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. So Peter is saying this, the end of the world is near, so love. Jump to Romans chapter 13, and I'm going to summarize this in just a little bit. Romans chapter 13, verse 9, this is Paul now. Paul writes this in Romans 13, 9. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So there's that love thing again, right? Love. And then look, I'm going to skip verse 10. Look at what he says in verse 11. And do this. So he's referring back to the loving your neighbor like yourself. And do this, love your neighbor like yourself, understanding the present time. Look at what he says next. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. When Paul says our salvation is nearer now, what's he talking about? He's talking about the end of all things. He's talking about the return of Christ and and the body of Christ being taken and being with the Lord once again. Our salvation is near. The completion of our salvation is near. The end of the world is near This is why it's more important now more than ever that you wake up and that you love. Basically, here's what it comes down to. Peter and Paul's message is this. If there's one thing you should do before the world ends, it's this, love. Yeah, prayer is good. Read your Bible. But if there's one thing you should do before the end of the world, it's this, love. Now, before you start saying, oh, you're taking that out of context, and and that, that's not what, yes, that's what they're saying, and I completely understand, I completely understand that these teachings of Peter and Paul were directed to the body of Christ, that they're saying, hey, you, the body of Christ, those of you who are believers, and you gather together to worship and to and learn and all that stuff, show love to each other in that context of the body of the Christ, in the body of Christ. But look, I truly believe that even though Scripture doesn't say this explicitly, that we can infer this from Scripture that whatever you're expected to do with the body of Christ, with the congregation, you should be expected to do that first in your own home, in your own family. So if Peter and Paul are expecting us to love the other members of the body of Christ, the members of the congregation, the members of our church, it stands to reason that whatever we should do in the congregation, we should be doing it first and foremost in our own homes, with our children, with our wives. makes no sense 
that you would love everybody at church, but not love your wife. <laughs> and so here's what it comes to. Again, if there's one thing you should do before the end of the world, it's this, love. Love frequently. You don't know how much time you have left on this earth, so make the most of your time and love. Love as often as you can. Love as much as you can. Show love to your wife as frequently as you can because the end of the world is near. Now, I'm going to take this in a different application, all right? And, and talking about the end of the world, not the capital, like capital end of the world. I'm talking about a different kind of the end of the world, the end of your world, the end of your world as you know it, all right? Your, your little family circle, your little family world, all right? Peter and Paul are talking about the end of the world, the cataclysmic, apocalyptic end of the world, but I'm talking now about sort of the end of, of your world. Here, here's what I mean. You don't know when your world will end. You don't know when the world as you know it, your family world will end. You have no idea when that's going to happen. Nobody guaranteed you tomorrow. Not even that. It's not even that nobody guaranteed you tomorrow. Nobody even guaranteed that you would make it home tonight. Nobody guaranteed that your wife and that all your kids would make it home tonight. Now, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm not trying to sound the alarm. I'm not trying to be morbid, not at all. But the truth of the matter is, you know this just as well as I do. Nobody guaranteed you tomorrow. Nobody even guaranteed that you and all your family members would make it home tonight. Nobody. Today, when I'm recording this podcast, just two days, two days ago was Valentine's Day. Two days ago was Valentine's Day. And on Valentine's Day in the state of Florida, there was a mass shooting. A 19-year-old went into a high school and started shooting, left 17 people dead. Most of them were high school students. You know, the parents of those high school students never imagined that when they sent their kids off to school that morning, that that was the last time they would see them alive. They never imagined that when they sent them off, that the next time they would see them would be to identify them, to verify their identity. There, there, were, there were some adults in, in that shooting as well. And I'm sure there was a husband, there was a wife. Let's say there was a wife who passed away in that shooting. Her husband never imagined that he was saying goodbye to her for the last time. Imagine how sad it would have been for that husband if they left on a sour note that morning, if they left with an argument, if they left screaming at each other that morning. And, and the next thing he knows, she was shot in the shooting. Just just today, I was checking out the headlines, and there was this horrible traffic accident in the state of California. Five people died, and and I'm, that that made the headlines. But I'm sure across the country, across the world, there were tons of car accidents. Probably even in the very city where you live, there were accidents that included fatalities. And no one left the house that that morning or this morning thinking one of my loved ones is going to die. Not we're we're all leaving the house, but not all of us is going to make it back. No one left their house thinking that. And and that's just the reality. You don't know when your world is going to end. And and we we had to make a something of a shift in our home not too long ago because things get pretty and you, you know this right things get pretty busy in the mornings when you're getting ready for work and you're getting ready for school and it got to the point that our goodbyes were pathetic I mean, our, the way we would say goodbye in the morning was truly pathetic. Like people would be walking out the door, either one of my daughters or me or my wife be walking out the door. And it was like a long distance goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. See you, blah, 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 right. Just kind of barely hear them as they're leaving out the door. And then I, I just got tired of that. And, and one night I gathered my family and I said, no more. 
We're not doing that anymore because we just don't know if the four of us are going to make it back home tonight. So every morning before we leave the house, we're, we're going to hug each other. We're going to give each other a kiss. We're going to look into each other's eyes and we're going to say, I love you because we're not guaranteed that we're all making it back this evening and, and we're, we're going to express love to each other. So as we come back to the main idea, the big idea of this episode, show love frequently. Why? There's just not enough time not to. You just don't know how much time you have left before your world ends and before the end of the world. Show love frequently. Now, the second part of the big idea or the answer to the question, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? The second part, we already said show love frequently, but show love visibly. Show love visibly. Now, for this, I'm going to look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. All right, And the teaching really starts in verse 16, but I'm just going to read verse 18. Here's what 1 John 3 reads. The Apostle John wrote this, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Now notice there that love is spoken, but it's also shown by action. And here's, here's, here's what you need to understand, that love has to be visible or it has to be heard, has to be audible. It has your, your wife needs to hear you say that you love her. Your wife needs to see through your actions that you love her. Love needs to be shown visibly, not just frequently, but visibly as well. Show love frequently and visibly. Now, here's, here's what I want you to take away from this part right here. Now, listen, this is important. This, th- listen carefully. Good intentions are not enough when it comes to love. You have to say it, and you have to show it. It's not enough that you have a good idea to express love to your wife. It's not enough that you have a good intention to show love to your wife or to express love to your wife. It has to make its way from the sphere of intention and good idea into the sphere of words and actions. Your wife has to see. Your wife has to hear that you love her. She can't read your mind. It's not enough for you to have a good idea or a good intention of how to show love to your wife. She needs to hear it. She needs to see it in you that you love her. You need to show love visibly. Your marriage is going to drift if you don't show your wife visibly that you love her. It can't stay in the sphere of good intentions or a good idea. Here's, I'm going to guarantee this. I mean, here's a guarantee, money back guarantee. Good intentions will never restore a marriage. This is not going to happen. Good intentions will never restore a marriage. Not only that, good intentions will never keep a marriage from drifting. It, you're, if, if it just stays in the, in the realm of good intentions, friend, bro, I can almost guarantee you, your marriage is going to drift. It, it's not enough to have good intentions or good ideas. You know, one of these days, I'm going to buy her some flowers. Good intention. Good idea. But if you never do it, you know what? That good intention is not enough. Oh, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna plan a great Valentine's Day. I'm gonna plan a great anniversary. That's a great intention. That's a great idea. But if it only stays in the realm of intention or idea, it does you no good. What's John telling us? It's not enough. You need to say it, you need to show it. It can't stay in the realm of good ideas or good intentions. Again, let me repeat this because this is important. Good intentions will never restore a marriage. Good intentions will never keep a marriage from drifting. You have to move your good intentions, move your good ideas from the sphere of 
intention and idea into the sphere of words and actions. Now, this is why I'm saying the answer to the question, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? Show love frequently and visibly. If you don't do that, your marriage is going to drift. You're going to end up at a spot where you never intended, never wanted to be in your marriage. You're going to drift. To avoid that, what can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? Show love frequently and visibly. Listen, don't fall into the trap of thinking that you've told your wife enough times that you love her. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you've shown your wife enough times that you love her. There, there's a there's a story of a man who had been married for 25 years, and on his 25th wedding anniversary, his wife told him, you never tell me that you love me. He said, really? You never tell me that you love me. Why? And the man t- responds, listen, remember 25 years ago when we got married? Yes, I do, the wife replied. Remember, on that day, I said, I love you. The husband said, the wife said, yeah, that was 25 years ago. You haven't said it again in 25 years. The husband looks at her and he says, don't worry. If I change my mind, you'll be the first to know. (laughs) Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you've told your wife enough times that you love her. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you've shown her enough times that you love her. No matter how many times you've told her, tell her again. No matter how many times you've shown her, show her again. You know, there's this, there's this rule, this guideline in marketing that for a, a, a potential client or someone who's going to buy something from you, for them to capture the idea that you're trying to communicate in your commercial, they have to see your commercial seven times before they finally catch the idea of what you're trying to sell them, what you're trying to say. Basically, it's this. They have to see your commercial seven times really just to see it once, to understand it for the first time. And that just speaks to how often you have to see or hear something for the idea to get through. That's what it is in marriage. That's what showing love frequently and visibly does. You have to show your wife again and again and again and tell your wife again and again and again that you love her because if not, the message is not going to get through. Do not fall into the trap of thinking that you've said it enough times, that you've shown it enough times. Do it again say it again. It's not enough. What do I do to keep my marriage from drifting? Show love frequently and visibly. All right. That's it for the big idea. Let's move on to the next segment. And I've titled this next segment, Bring Home the Bacon. All right, bring home the bacon, bro. What does that mean? This is a segment of the episode where I give you a practical way to apply the big idea. You need to bring home the bacon. You need need to make this work. Now, bringing home the bacon, it's not meant to be easy. It's meant to challenge you. You grow when you're challenged. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, going back to the big idea, you need to show love frequently and visibly. I want you to do something every day for the next Brace yourself for the next 66 days. (laughs) Do something every day for the next 66 days to show your wife that you love her every day for the next 66 days. Now, why 66 days? Well, according to some researchers, it takes at least 66 days to establish a new habit. 
66 days to establish a new habit. And so if you if you want to establish this habit of being a bro who shows love frequently and visibly, being a bro who does something so that his marriage doesn't drift, then then you're going to have to show love frequently and visibly, and, and I want to help you so that you can do this for 66 days. Now, I've got a resource for you, completely free, all right? And if you go to the thechristianbrocode.com, you'll see all the episodes of the Christian Bro Code listed there. The most recent episode is episode number 13. You're listening to it right now. All you need is love, bro. And if you click on that, you're going to see that there's a there's an image, there's a picture file. And that picture file, if you're on if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this in YouTube. That picture file says my 66 day challenge. Now, I I took this, it's just a sheet of paper. I took this from the book The One Thing. This isn't my idea. It's not original to me. This is from the book The One Thing. I've mentioned the one thing before on other episodes of the podcast. But basically all the all it is is this. It's a sheet of paper that says my 66 day challenge. And then you decide on an area of your life where you're going to develop and you have it. In this case, it's going to be a key relationship because it's with your wife. And then it says, the habit is, the habit I'm trying to establish is, and then you write in right there in the blank, what is the habit that you're trying to establish? And here's what I would suggest that you would write. My habit is to show love frequently and visibly to my wife. And here's what you're going to do. There's a start date. And the sheet, all it is, is 66 boxes. That's all it is, 66 boxes. And what you do is that every day that you show love to your wife frequently and visibly, every day that you do something to show love to your wife, whether you say something or you do something with actions, every day that you do something to show love to your wife, you put a check mark on that box that corresponds to that day. And here's here, this is a powerful thing. I, I've done this with other, other things like other habits that I want to establish, and it's a pretty powerful thing. You start getting a little chain of check marks, and and you get to the point where you don't want to break the chain of check marks, so you keep doing it. You keep doing it. It might be hard. You might not feel like it. Maybe you get in a fight with your wife one day, and you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to do it. But for the sake of not breaking those check marks, and I use a, I use a red pen or red marker for my check marks because it's just so visible and colorful. When you do that, you don't want to break the chain. You want to keep the chain going. And that's just how we operate as bros. Like that That's what we want as bros. We want to see progress. We want to see that we're doing something. So as you keep checking, the, putting those check marks in every box, you're building up momentum. And little by little, you're building a new habit. You go to thechristianbroco.com, look for episode number 13, and you'll see that there's going to be this file. It's, it's a JPEG file. It's a picture file. It's not a PDF or a Word document. It's a picture file. All you have to do is right-click on that file, click Save As, and then it'll be saved to your computer. You can print that out. I suggest you print it out. Put it at a place where you're always going to see it. And every day, as soon as you can, just every day, start showing love to your wife, either telling her or showing through your actions and start making that little chain of check marks. That's at thechristianbroco.com. Definitely check that out so it'll it'll help you. The other thing, I'm going to give you another resource. You're probably already familiar with this. It's a book, and the book is called The Love Dare. Now, this is a very popular book, and basically all it is, The Love Dare, is a 40-day challenge. Now, it's not quite the 66 that I'm suggesting to you, but it's a 40-day challenge. And in this book, every chapter 
is a different action that you can do to demonstrate love to your wife. So, I mean, you don't even have to think about what to do. This book, The Love Dare, it tells you what to do to show love to your wife. I mean, it, it lays it out for you. It has some scriptures in there, has some devotionals, but then it also has a dare for every day for 40 days, it has a dare for you to do as a husband to demonstrate love to your wife. So if you're going to do the 66-day challenge, you'll get the love, and you want to combine it with the love dare, do the love dare for 40 days, and then start it over again and do the remaining, uh, what is it, 26 days, and you will have done the 66-day challenge, but with a little bit of help from the love dare because it tells you exactly what to do every single day as you're doing the love dare. Well, That is it for this episode, bro. What can I do to keep my marriage from drifting? Show love frequently and visibly. I want to encourage you. Check me out on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. You can follow my personal profile or go to the Christian Bro Code page. Follow me there. And that way you'll always be up to date with stuff that's happening in the Christian Bro Code community. Also, we have a closed Facebook group called the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. Join us there. Only bros are in there. And sometimes I'll do some live sessions, live video, live audio, put some other stuff up in there. So join us. It's by invitation only, bros only. Join us in the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. Well, that's it. Until next time, keep finding ways to add value to your spiritual growth. God bless, bro. Bro.